I am an uncommon church builder. I am leading second. Hey everyone, I'm Brandon Stewart and welcome back to the Leading Second Podcast where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders that our pastors would absolutely kill to have on the team. Well, welcome back to this episode, our interview with pastors Earl and Anika McClellan from Shoreline City Church in Dallas, Texas. This is actually part two of our interview uh, with them and uh, I love this couple Love their team and love this church so much. And our conversation went so well that uh, we just needed to keep it going and and let things record a little longer. And so today you're going to hear part two of my conversation with them. Uh, today's episode is going to be a life-saving one for some of you. Uh, today we're going to talk about some very real and important uh, topics having to do with promotion and transition. And I just have to say before we get into this, that pastors Earl and Anika have navigated these seasons exceptionally well. Transition and promotion are make it or break it moments for us as young leaders. And so today I would just encourage you to lean in, listen to this, and I'm going to believe God for health and strength to come in your life throughout the various seasons that you will encounter as well. As always, if this podcast is resonating with you, head over and subscribe rate, comment, share. Uh, We would count it an honor to um, have a voice into your life every single week as well as into your team's life or a friend's life. So without further ado, uh, let's head back to my conversation with Pastors Earl and Onika McClellan. So I would love to talk with you all for a minute about transition and about promotion. Mm -hmm. I would love to one of the things I think I respect the most about you is that you navigated successfully moving from the second chair to moving into, if you want to call it the first chair, the lead, you know, the lead role, you now have your own church and you did it. And I want everyone to understand this. You did it without burning bridges, you know, burning relationships, which isn't everyone's story, unfortunately. And sadly, you did it with a lot of honor and um, I, I highly respect that about you. And I believe so much of the blessing that you're experiencing today mm-hmm. yeah. really goes back to being selfless and navigating seasons of wanting more maybe and, and, and transition and all those seasons, navigating those with honor and navigating those well. So I have a couple of questions for you on that. When, when you were still you know, back in your own seat in the second chair in Austin, um, no doubt you started feeling those feelings bubble up on the inside of you of maybe something something else was coming or, you know, believing God for more, you know, whatever that felt like to you. But you still had current responsibilities on your plate. You know, you 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 were still on the team there and you still had, you know, things that you were charged with looking after. How did you navigate being faithful over your current responsibilities, even though you felt the tug and the call of maybe there's something else coming in our future? Yeah, great, great question. Um, I guess you probably have to ask Rob and Laura Koch if we did a great job of it. Um, but, 
but uh, yes, our relationship is still intact and uh, and not just intact, but strong and it's healthy really strong. And, and vibrant and life giving. Again, we, we love them so much. Um, can I say can I say something? Yeah, for sure. I, I think from the very beginning, our posture was that it was an offering and that it wasn't ours to begin with. So because we trusted our leaders, we trusted them with the timetable. Mm-hmm. We even trusted them if we were hearing correctly. So because we trusted it their really leadership, it was, we laid feet. it down. We, we, it started off as an offering, meaning from the very beginning, we laid it at the altar and basically said, not my will, but your will be done. <laughs> and we trusted that if we treated it that way as an offering, we trusted the process and we trusted our leaders with even the timetable, even if we heard correctly. So from the very beginning, we submitted it to them and said, this sounds crazy. We know it sounds crazy. What do you think about this? Are we crazy? Poke holes in it. So we didn't come into it with an insecure posture of this is my idea. You can't speak into it. God already told me. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people bring things to their leaders Um, that don't give their leaders permission to speak into them. And they use the words, God told me. And so the minute you say, God told me, it takes away your Mm. leader's ability to really tell you what they think. What do you say to that? I can't argue with what God told you. And it's almost like it closes off the door for your leader to speak life into you. And so thank goodness our leaders were and are amazing in grace field. Mm -hmm. And they said, Um, we see this in you also, let's take this slow and let's walk this journey out together. So it was a year and a half before we ever moved from the time we had the conversation with them about, Hey, um, I I think I'm supposed to be, you know, leading a church to the time when we actually left. It was, it was a year and a half. Wow. And we didn't have any launch meetings at our house. We didn't do anything on the side. We didn't, we didn't use our, they gave us their platform. All the people, so many of the relationships we have to this, to this day with your pastors. And I wouldn't have known you if it wasn't for pastor Rob and Laura. So, so much, they shared their platform, their influence, their friendships, their leadership with us. They shared their whole world with us. And now we have favor within this world, but that came from a world that they gave to us. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. So they opened the door. They opened the door for us. And so we just trust them with so much. And we realized that the influence they gave us, we could have used it for the negative because we were one of the faces of the church. We could have had side meetings at our house. We could have taken 50 to 100 people with us to Dallas. But as a matter Rob of fact, would joke and says, if I if I told the church Earl was going to start a church um, in Austin, a thousand people would have gone, <laughs> you know, with them, <laughs> which would have been really nice to start with. Oh, Oh my gosh, it would have been, it's so much easier. <laughs> it's, it's so much easier to do it that way, but it's so dishonoring. It's so dishonoring. It's so dishonoring. Um, and so all that to say, we um, did not start the church in the same city because no. we were thankful for the platform they gave us and we yep. didn't want to take advantage of it. Yep. And then um, second, we just, we trusted them with this timetable, even to a, you know, like, I mean, we, I mean, trusted, like we waited to put our house on the market. Yeah. We waited. We I mean, literally would, we had our house on the market mm-hmm. and they knew when it was on the market. We even talked about, Hey, we need to put our house on the market. We're going to be moving, but we hadn't yet told the church. There. Cause we were waiting for them to give us the green light to Did tell the right? church. So people would come over our house for meetings. We would take our for sale sign out of the yard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> put it in the garage. Yeah. Yes. To our home. Okay. Yep. So that was, oh my that gosh. was the tension we were living with. Now, 
honestly, there were times that was very, very difficult. Totally. I'm like, man, I just wish we could say something. Our son, Parker, our oldest son at the time yeah. was like five years old and he was getting, uh, he went into the elementary ministry and shared a prayer request, said, um, our family is moving uh, to oh, Dallas. No. I just would like for you to pray for us. And the teacher comes bawling to yes. us like, wait, Parker said you guys are moving. And we're like, well, shh. Yeah. No one knows no, yeah. yet, um, but we're going to be announcing it. Please hold on to that. We just really would appreciate it. So, yes, that was difficult. That was definitely a trying time, a stretching time. A trusting time. A trusting time. We yes. even had to have, I had some good conversations with uh, Pastor Rob even at times where he was feeling, and now this is getting to the nitty gritty, where he was wondering, okay, is there drift between you and I? Okay, wh- what's mm-hmm. going on here? What are you thinking? Oh, what, what, what direction are you going? And I had, to, I had to say, no, 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 this is what I, when I said that, this is what I meant when I said that. Because both sides are extra sensitive, you know, through transition. Yeah. But someone gave us great advice and um, we still live by this vice to this, uh, to this day. And it's over honor. Over honor. So we over honored during our transition. Yes. And when people would say, we want to come with you, let's go change the world in Dallas. We'd say the way you can support us is by staying here and lifting up pastor Robin Laura's arms. Yes. Yes. And because of that, literally every leader we've needed, we've always had God every, re- so every resource us. we've ever needed. We've always had every building we've ever needed. We've always had like God. These smiles. six years are miraculous. Mar- it makes no sense what is happening in our church. And just like you said at the beginning, there's something about honoring that God takes care of you. Yes. And I think it's like an offering. It's like an offering and he mm, breathes sure. on it and it just invites his presence into all of it. And to this day, we still honor and live by that and wouldn't have it any other way. And yeah. And I I just love that you all gave an offering by way of not taking 50 to 1,000 people with you to Dallas. And you you gave an offering of, you know, giving up your right to speak at times and hold your tongue. And you gave an offering in all those moments. And yet your journey was marked. It wasn't, I'm sure always easy and I'm sure you had oh, adversity gosh. in there and, and that's a that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself but you had miracles with your your housing and miracles with miracle, team yep. and miracles and I just think every leader needs to hear that 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 if, if God is calling you to do something he is well able to take care of us mm-hmm. and and that our job is not to you know, to look after our own but our job is to look after our pastors and to honor them and cherish them and and I just believe that that God will see to it the Bible says you know he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed mm-hmm. and and when when transition is happening, uh, I think sometimes we forget that that our pastors are being selfless and even even um, potentially not not hurting, but I mean that you know they have kids moving mm-hmm. out of the house and the, you know the kids going away and it's not easy for them. Yeah. And yeah. and if we refresh our pastors, I believe God will see to it that we are refreshed. That's in, exactly in right. The That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I love that. You're so right. So, and you've already said so much gold on on transition, but I'm just going to double down on it and ask it one more time if if. If a young leader out there right now is sensing that transition is coming their way, um, what's a life-saving piece of advice you would just throw out there to them if, if, if they feel like they're staring that down right now? Don't talk about it with anyone except for your leader. Mm, Don't good. plant those seeds of doubt and insecurity um, within other team members and air quotes process it through with other people that's on good. the team. I right. would 
first covered in prayer, talk to your spouse about it. But then I would I would ask, invite your leader into the conversation for sure, not other team members. And fully knowing, you know, obviously our pastors, you know, pastors Rob and Laura are such great people. So um, they didn't fire us when we said, hey, this I had this dream and this is what happened in it. What are your thoughts? I recognize there are many leaders out there that will say, oh, you had that dream? Bye. Um, yep. but you're going to have to be willing to go the, I, I did not know if I would be let go. Yep. I, I didn't know, you yep. know, because not that they had any track record of being mean at all. It's just, you don't know, you know, maybe he's going to say, okay, great. Next two months, we're going to transition you out and we love you so much. And we're so for you. I, you don't know what is actually going to happen, but what you, you do need to do is control your tongue. Yeah. You can control your posture. You can control your attitude. You can control how you live and then you trust God. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy because every situation can be different, but you trust God with the outcome. And if he's the one that started this whole thing, he'll be the one to complete the whole thing. He's always been faithful to do it. He'll continue to be faithful to do it. But don't begin to guard your territory. Don't begin to guard your call. Keep your heart clean, free, yielded, beautiful. submitted under authority. And it's beautiful to see what God uh, God will do with that. Absolutely. And when it comes to your heart, I mean, at the end of the day, how you exit is how you enter. That's and, exactly right. And if we exit and we can get all the way to the exit with a, with a pure and a clean heart, which, which takes a lot of work and is really hard mm-hmm. to do, um, yes, you will enter with a pure and a clean spirit into the next season. But, but if, if along the way we allow things in, um, unfortunately, I, I just believe we'll carry it through. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And, and have to eat that fruit at some point. Hello. Um, I have one more question for you all today. And that's that just fast forwarding now you are leading your own church. And Shoreline City is just such a special place. And um, you just have an awesome team. I mean, and they every time we come around, there's just more of them. And they're all great. And uh, yes. Yes. I, we- I love we- it. And obviously, there's a God factor. Yeah. And we, we of course, give all honor to God for that. But I just want to dial in one degree beyond that and just ask you, what are some practical things you feel like you're doing now that cultivate a healthy team that any maybe lead pastor listening or, or someone in maybe an executive role or, a, you know, someone leading a staff could employ to really cultivate health on their own team? Uh, those are great questions. Uh, Omega is a, a, a master with all of this for sure. But one, one thing we definitely believe uh, and, and we've said here recently is, you know, God doesn't give armies. He gives bones. Yeah. So mm. you have to be willing uh, to take what you actually have and speak to it uh, to help it become what God wants it to be. Mm. So the leaders that we have now, and I think they would say this, uh, they've said it to us and that they would say it to you is when they came here, we have not had any people that are like, start off like rock stars. Yeah, this is, this is not, you know, we've got a bunch of free agents, uh, that were already all pros in all of their, you know, given fields. And then they all decided to jump on this ship. You know, we've got second, third, fourth, fifth round draft picks that had all 
potential in the world. Right. No I ceilings. Mean, no ceilings. I mean, they're, they're going to be the best of the best. We've got Tom Brady's as far as I'm concerned, you know, individuals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I know this podcast goes all over the world. So Tom Brady is a, a NFL quarterback, uh, but <laughs> but he was he he was not heralded coming out of college. No one thought he was going to be one of the best quarterbacks ever. Uh, but that's what was in him the whole time. And I would say one thing that Onique and I uh, really try to do a great job of is seeing what's on the inside of people and and calling on that, placing a demand on that call of God that's on the inside of them, being apologetic uh, about that call that we yeah. see, the potential, the destiny, the life, uh, the purpose that we know uh, that God has on the inside of them and just speaking to those bones as many times as we need to. And that is definitely speaking encouragement, no doubt about it. Uh, but it's also speaking um, shaping yeah. and, uh, and correction as well. Uh, and trying to keep really, really short accounts when things are off, yes. you know, let, let's say it right. Let's, let's talk right after this meeting. Hey, when you said that like this, that's just not how we say it here. This is how I would want you to say that. I love you. I'm for you. I'm on your side. But if you're going to be our representative, if you're going to be speaking on our behalf, this is how we would like you to be talking. Um, so you're not in trouble per se, but let me just be clear about where we're trying to go. And I, and I think that clarity yeah, of culture has really helped. And just tag off of that because you said it so well we have tons of touch bases and mm -hmm. don't just keep things tucked in our heart we're like an on the job in the moment <laughs> training environment and um our team has leaned into that mm. and then they're better for it and yeah. they keep now they're saying give me more tell me more really what do you see how did you feel about that what could i do better and now they're hungry to be shaped yeah and they're and leaning into they're it. leaning I think into that, us. I think yeah, that they're is leaning so yeah. so good because we could be the best leaders on the planet which I know We're I'm not. not. We are so not. Onika, yes, you are. No, I'm not. But, um, <laughs> but with that being said, if the soil of their hearts is hard yeah. and the people we're trying to lead aren't receiving the seed, if you will, uh, that we're trying to pour onto them, then we can be the best but they're not going to grow the way they're supposed to grow. So we have been blessed with a team that, that is hungry, has been teachable. Uh, we've definitely taught towards that for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. So whenever we feel like somebody is bowing up, we will have those conversations saying, hey, listen, I'm trying to share this with you. And right now I feel like you're being defensive. And if you don't feel like you're being defensive, that's not on you to not feel like you're being defensive. Since I feel like you're being defensive, you're going to need to figure out something here on how you can communicate what you actually want to be communicating even more effectively. Uh, and and th just those yeah, kind of those conversations, messy talks, yeah. th those messy 1% talks and our team has really leaned into that. Um, and they know, and they know we love them. We've been there in the hospital rooms when they've gotten bad reports. We've been there when um, they felt discouraged. We've been there, mm -hmm. you know, we've been there in ER rooms. We've been there through marriage emergencies. And so we've done the distance, not just in the office, but when real life happens. And so it just gives you a really special seat in somebody's heart 
when you've done life with them as well. We genuinely want them to go further than yeah. us. We genuinely we want them. The we don't want to be a lid for them at all. So we are trying to be the best leaders we can possibly be yeah. and have wings that spread wide enough that can have the best of the best continue to serve and lead and excel. And to feel like they can grow as big as they want yeah, under, our under our environment, in yeah. our soil. So um, that, that, that's, I mean, that's just a little bit of... Uh, but Maybe. we love our team. I think they're the best team ever. We love so them. grateful. Very, very, very well said, guys. And and yeah, we love them so much too. Okay, my last question for you today, lightning round, just final statement here. Um, why do you love the local church? And, and yeah, what I love about you is God is using both of you to impact churches far beyond yours through um, you know, through different avenues and, and speaking platforms and whatnot. And Lindsay and I just absolutely love seeing that on your life. So just land the plane with this one. Um, why do you love the local church? I've got thoughts, but you want to go, honey? I would say I love the local church because I love seeing people become all that God's mm, called them to be. I love seeing the lost found. I love seeing marriages restored. I love people seeing hope during some of the most difficult lives. I mean, difficult moments life can throw our way. I love seeing that person's dad who we've been praying for walk into the doors. I love seeing that skeptical person have a softened heart. I love seeing that person who thought, you see that in me, then step into all that God's called them to be. I love watching people grow and flourish when they're planted. That's yeah, one of my favorite things. That's so beautiful. That is so, so beautiful. Do I need? I don't even know if I need to add anything. I mean, that is so so great. But I, I would definitely, you know, echo all of that, um, and not not to be uh, over spiritual here, but you know, we love Jesus, right? He yeah. has transformed our yes. lives. Uh, we are surrendered to Him, and so thankful uh, for who He is and what He has done and what He continues to do. And it is impossible to love the head without loving the body. Yep. And, and we are this, this beautiful bride, this beautiful entity, organization, family, organism uh, called the church is his body. And, um, and we just want to do all we can to care for this body, because when we're caring for the body, we're caring for Jesus. And we, we absolutely love, love the honor and the privilege it is to be able to, to do that. So well said. So well said. Well, Hey guys, we love you. Grace on you as you, you as uh, well. keep running strong and we are, we're, we're running right behind you. We're cheering you on and great we love you, man. Oh, we love y'all. We love your family. Honored to be a part of your journey. You're kicking butt, taking numbers. And thank you so, so much for all you're doing with this leading second podcast. It's going further than you could I ever. I wish we had this. When yeah. We were leading yeah. Second, but right? it's still to this day, like so, we love your so podcast. Good. So, so good. So keep up the great work, man. We are cheering you on 1000%. Thanks guys. If this podcast has resonated with you, we would love to hear from you. I want to encourage you to subscribe and to uh, leave a rating or a comment and even consider sharing the podcast with someone in your world. It would be our honor to um, bring some leadership thoughts and perspective to you and your team every single Thursday. I also want to remind you as we close today, Team Church One Day, we have two events in October and November in Ohio and Florida. Uh, I want to encourage you to head to teamchurchconference.com, uh, find out more, get registered. We would love to have you 
uh, at one of our events. Leading Second will be there uh, partnering with Team Church and we're going to have a lot of fun. Hey, until next time, uh, know that we're in your corner. We love you. It's an honor to build a church alongside you. Let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. Oh.